everybody. My name is Pete Liston and welcome to the first episode of the Military Mindset for Business podcast. Um, look, it's a real pleasure to be able to uh, join you all and to share some of the really distinct lessons that came out of a long army career that have direct applicability to business. So that's what it's all about. How do we capture a military mindset for business? Now, um, just a really quick introduction to myself. Um, I was a farmer who in a moment of madness joined the army. Now that led me down the path of going to the Royal, Milit Royal Military College of Duntroon in Canberra and about an 11 year career in the Australian army where I had some pretty cool experiences, uh, including the pleasure of commanding Australian soldiers on operations, both in East Timor and in Afghanistan. So whereas the army was, or the military in general, like it was the best job I ever had in my life. Like, the people, the purpose, the passion. Uh, it was really an amazing time uh, and something that I cherish really dearly. But for me personally, um, I've always been one of these people with the, the entrepreneurial itch to scratch. Um, I was not gonna let it go until I gave it a crack, started my own business and you know really see if I could actually deliver as my own boss. So that journey started um, when I was in the army where my Duntron classmate, Matt Mosley and myself, decided to start a little business called Secure Windows, like a really simple little business putting window locks on buildings. So, But what we did is we really specifically looked to take those lessons that we'd both learned from a long army career and apply them into our daily business practices. As a result, this really simple little business just exploded. Now, my business journey started when my Duntron classmate and myself, Matthew Mosley, decided to leave the army together and start a really little business called Secure Windows. A real simple little business that was just putting window locks on buildings. So, but what we were really, we were really deliberate about is taking the lessons that we learned from our military career and applying them into the day-to-day -day operations of running Secure Windows. And like as a result, that little business, just putting window locks on buildings, grew from you know, one to 30 staff within 12 months and it just really exploded. We were able to maintain control and consistency. And you know, that was a great first step into our entrepreneurial journey. Um, Matt and I then went on to be the co-founders of the Veteran Community Business Chamber, which is all about you know, supporting that entrepreneurial aspiration for, for those out of the military. Um, and then we started our own business after that called Trust the Process. Now, Trust the Process is all about helping business owners systemize, automate and delegate. It's literally how we apply this thinking into small businesses. So Trust the Process is our current uh, venture, but we're here to talk about how we actually apply the military mindset for business. Now, a quick little introductory story. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Gallipoli, um, paying homage to I know the, the great campaign that happened over there. And I was standing in some of the trenches there and a hundred and something years ago, there was a guy called Hudson Fish standing in those same trenches at the Battle of Lone Pine. He was a private soldier in the Light Horse Regiment. About 300 meters to his left, uh, there was another guy called Paul McGuinness, another private soldier who was with the, a Light Horse Regiment uh, attacking at the neck. Now, this was a great battle and a great win for, uh, for Australia in a campaign that we, are, we ultimately retreating from. But less about the, the war and more about these two amazing individuals. After they left Gallipoli, 
They both went to the Western Front. But they were offered to take on a course of some cutting-edge technology. And that technology at the time was learning how to fly. right? So Paul McGuinness became a pilot, and Hudson Fish was his observer. Now, these guys um, took those military skills, and after the, the war had ended, they moved to a little town called Winton in outback Queensland, bought a plane, and flew it west. Now, that small little business where these guys took their military mindset, their training and skills, and applied it, is now the iconic national flag carrier for Australia, which is Qantas. Um, billions of dollars of revenue. I would suggest millions of people hired over the 100-odd years of business that they've been in play. So this has real-life applicability into both big and small businesses. So the real purpose of why I'm doing this podcast is to quite clearly give you simple, digestible, easy tips that you can take from the military mindset and apply them into your business. Um, going into business has been a fantastic experience for me, which has allowed me to have the freedom to travel, the time to spend with my kids, as well as having the financial security of a business that basically operates without me now. So one of the end states we want to get to in this military mindset is taking you from the mindset of a private to a mindset of a general. Now, when you start a business up, every, of course, you've got to be the private. You've got to be the doer. But we've got to move you from the doer to the delegator. Now, I'm not knocking private soldiers like Hudson Fish and Paul McGuinness started as a privates, and they ended up as you know the founders of Qantas. But it's more about the mindset and the way to think. The way to start thinking like a general to focus on strategy, to focus on vision, to focus on where you're going to take this business into the future. So... It's not just going to be about me. There's some far more interesting and uh, amazing people out there to speak to that have taken this military journey. And there, so we're going to get some guests on the show um, from a range of services. There's going to be Army, Navy, Air Force, um, a range of ranks. We're going to get generals, we're going to get privates and, and everybody in between to take and share with you their distinct experience of, of what they learn in the military and how they've applied it to your businesses so you can apply it in your business. So that's the deliberate outcome here. We want to give you tools that you can take this mindset and apply them to yourselves. Okay, some of the other things that we want to talk about is, apart from obviously learning about their journey and learning some hints and tips, and, and I'm really looking forward to exploring how they've done it and learning myself, but there's some really important topics that we want to go through here. The t some of the topics are like, you know, how do we actually get out there and empower our team? And there's a concept called mission command, okay? Mission command is how do we empower all of our team members throughout the organization from highest to lowest to be able to take the advantage of initiative, okay? How do we, get, how do we delegate to people with confidence and trust so everybody in the organization can operate in their highest space? One of the things I love about the, the, the military that has direct application to business is how to war game. Now, wargaming is something that we do very deliberately to test our tactical and strategic decision-making. Okay, we can come up with a plan, we can come up with a decision, but what are the consequences of that decision? And part of our course of action you know, decision-making is how do we think and consider what could go right or wrong as part of our planning. Okay, so we want to we want to unpack wargaming and how you can understand the consequences of your, of your decisions 
so that in order to give you the tools to make the right decisions. We've all heard the phrase, no risk, no reward. And it's, it's amazing that opportunity comes from the, the ability to accept a little bit of risk. Now, how as leaders of our business, can we infuse all of our team members to take risk within boundaries? Okay, to be able to take a measured level of risk. How are we gonna you know, understand, understand what even those risks are so that we can actually delegate to our team to take initiative, to take advantage, and to be able to maneuver? Now, maneuver is one of my favorite things, right? How do we actually learn to adjust? How, do we, how are we able to seek advantage? How do we know whether something's working or not so that we can either do more of it or switch tact and adjust? Okay, maneuver is all about the ability to slightly change, to slightly adjust. You've still got your eyes on the goal. You've still got your eyes on the mission, but we can't just keep banging our heads on the wall. Maneuver is how we learn and adjust and we move and we, and we adapt to the environment to overall seek our mission and seek our goals. So some of that, we're gonna get some great people to come talk to you. We're gonna go through some really cool topics that have direct applicability from the military acumen, the military mindset into your businesses. Just to give you an example, right? What I believe the key foundation of the military mindset comes down to control. Okay, and I'm not talking about you know toxic leadership, oppressive behavior, micromanagement, or bullying in that terms of control. What I'm talking about with control is calm amongst the chaos. Yeah, it's a really like we think about the military. How do we? How are we sitting there calm and smooth in the middle of all the chaos that's going on around us, so we have the ability to make the right decision at the right time? Control is about how we deliver consistency. How do we create trust in an organization? And for me, I'll give you a really simple example or uh, definition of what I see the word control means. Control equals consistency plus visibility. Okay, consistency is how do we capture excellence and repeat. Visibility is how do we actually know what's going on in our organization at any one time? How are we getting that intelligence, that information, the data flows, the feed, to give us the tools to be able to make the right decisions. Okay, control is an absolute you know, core component of being able to delegate. If you don't have control, then you don't let go. If you don't have control, then you're gonna be hanging on to things and using the most dreaded words, I may as well just do it myself. Okay, there is no general who uses the words, I may as well do it myself. Okay, that, that is like private kind of language. You know, the privates do this stuff. We need to lift you up into getting a general's kind of mentality so that, so that language never crosses your lips. Okay, we want to empower our team. We want to strengthen our team. We, know what, we want to be able to delegate to our team effectively to, to, so they can operate in their best space as well. So we've got some great topics. We've got some great people coming in, but I'm going to give you some really simple tools and a real simple model about how this military mindset for businessing works. And like a lot of things in business, it's got lots of P's in it, okay? So I've got five P's. The first P, and it's the foundation of it all, is purpose. Okay, why are we doing this? Now, why do we exist? What is our mission? Now, when I was in the army, the mission of the Australian army was simply 
to win the land battle. Okay, so what's the mission of your organization? Okay, but just because you've got the mission of your organization doesn't mean that your subordinate elements or the components of your business don't have their own individual missions to achieve the greater mission of the organization. But it's really, really, really important when we're infusing that military mindset of, into business that we understand our purpose and why we are doing things. What we understand is our mission. Okay. Our mission needs to be spread through the business. Okay. One of the things that we have is what's called commander's intent. And the commander's intent is like, they clearly say, this is our purpose, this is our method, and this is our end state. To give clear guidance to the team about why we're doing this. Okay. In the military, it's all about team and it's all about people and how can we win together? Okay, and I hope in your business or in your corporate experience that your team doesn't has that same methodology. Because if they have a method if they have a mindset which is all about how they win and not the team wins, then you're really lacking a lot of you know momentum and opportunity there. One of the things we learned in the military was what's my one up and two up. Now what that means is one up is my boss, two up is their boss. So when we're talking about my, what's my one up, what is the things that my boss needs to do to be successful? And it's my role, it's my purpose to help my boss win. Okay, but if I can also understand what's going to help my boss's boss win, now I've got the ability to start taking some initiative. Now to start being able to, you know, to create some advantage out of everything because I can understand the purpose and the why of where we're going. So the first and most powerful P is purpose. Why? What's our mission? After we've got our mission, we've got a plan. Okay, and there is there is no organization, I believe, that does planning as good as the military. What the way the military looks at planning, right, is you need to plan for today, tomorrow, and the future all at the same time. So planning for today, and let's say in business today means the next three months. Okay, that's called current operations. Current operations in business is, how do I sell something? How do I buy something? You know, what am I rostering my staff? Am I gonna make this deal? Am I doing the pace? It's all of the things that we do day to day to run the basics of the business. Okay, it's current operations. Then we separate the next level of planning to what's called future operations. And let's just use a time frame of three to 12 months. Future operations is what am I gonna, what do I have to do today that if I don't do it today, won't exist in nine months time if I want it to come to fruition. So for example, you might be looking at re releasing a new product line. You might be looking at expanding interstate. Okay, if you don't start doing those activities today, if you don't dedicate unique time to future operations, and, you, and you're consumed in the, weed of the weeds of the day-to-day, -day, which we call current operations, those future things will never occur. Okay, so you've got a plan for tomorrow as well as today. And even further out from that, how are we planning about what we want to happen you know, in 12 months' time or more? What happens if you want to do you know, a merger or acquisition? What happens if you've got an exit? What happens if you want to expand overseas? You know, create new offices somewhere else. If you don't do these activities today, they won't come to fruition 
in 12 months time and it, you'll be constantly chasing them. So one of the things, the second P in our model of planning is really important to teach you how to think about planning for today, planning for tomorrow, and planning for the future. My third P, my name's Pete, so I've got a, I've got a real thing for P's here. Right here, so our third P is process. Uh, and in a former life in business, I used to have a nickname called Process Pete because this is, I actually love this now, stuff now because process equals consistency, right? It's your process that is the primary driver to creating a business that can run without you. Or even if you don't want it to run without you, it's how do we start leveling up in the game? If you want to move up your own ladder, if you want to move out from being a private soldier and being the worker bee, to start delegating, to start leading your business in, into a more of a C-suite kind of role, then process is how we can capture your way of doing things and be consistent about it. Okay, We can't have two of you in a business, but we can capture your process and we can repeat it and get it done the way you want it to done. It doesn't mean though that we don't learn and we don't improve. So I'm always on the quest for the perfect process. Okay, it's like, that's the quest for the Holy Grail. Is Does it even exist? No, but it's a mindset of constant improvement. In the military, we've got short-term and long-term learning loops. Like a short-term learning loop is, look, something went wrong right now really bad. An example was, like someone got hurt, someone got injured, health and safety thing, you know, guy's gone to hospital, girl's gone, someone's got really bad. We need to fix this process right now. Okay, so a short-term learning loop is how we capture that learning and drive the process to make improvements and change. So process needs to be adaptable. It's never static. A long-term learning loop is more when we do periodical reviews. Okay, so we might come back every quarter and we might do reviews on our process and we look for more significant change. Or, and a real simple model that we use for um, you know, analyzing this is sustain, improve, and fix. Okay, if you want to do a quick review into your processes in your business using a military methodology, sustain. What is working that we need to keep? Let's just keep doing the same. Improve. Are there areas that we need to tweak and adjust to get a little bit more, little bit more performance out of the machine? And fix, that's something that's broken. We've got to fix that thing right now. So a real simple example of military mindset for your business is just to analyze your current situation. If something goes wrong, a big deal, a bad deal, you win a client, you lose a client, you can simply go sustain, improve, fix. Okay, what did we do well that we can keep? How can we tweak and adjust? That's the improve, fix, oh, that's broken, let's do better next time. Right, now we get into the fourth P, which is platforms. Okay, platforms is all about technology. Um, the military loves to spend money. They love to spend a lot of your money and they love to spend a lot of money on fancy things. Tanks, boats, guns, planes. We're always on the quest for the latest cutting edge technology. And the reason is, is because if we're using that latest technology, if we're, at the, if we're at the tip of the spear on technological advancement, we simply have an advantage over our competitors. So one of the core things about the military mindset is a focus on platforms. Okay, are we up to date with the latest technology? Are we getting left behind in the tech race? Are we using the right software platforms, the right hardware? 
Okay, so one of the core things is once we've got our processes and we know how we're going to do things, how are we going to use our platforms to empower the way we drive our process? Last but not least, and the most important one of all, well, they're all important, but people are important. The fifth P is people. Okay, plan, uh, purpose, we know why we exist. Planning, okay, we understand the stages and the order in which we're going to do it. Process, we've captured the way we want it to run. Platforms, we understand how we're going to use our technology, our hardware and software. But ultimately, people are always going to be a fundamental driver of your success. Now, people, how do we lift people and, and create an environment for them so that they can achieve their life goals within your enterprise? How are we giving them a role um, that they come to work just loving who they are and what they do because of the environment that you give them? Are we giving them uh, flexibility? Are we giving them autonomy? Are we allowing them to take risk? Um, are they allowed to be decision makers? Okay, so ultimately people... If we can't automate it, we've got to delegate it to be able to get that general's mindset going. So process platforms and people, in trust the process, we relate that to systemize, automate, and delegate. Okay, and this, again, this is a mindset. Okay, this is never something that you get to the end of the journey and you're like, right, I've done systemizing my business or I've finished all the automation because we want to keep abreast of technology and we always want to be learning we want to be looking for the advantages that these short-term learning loops give us because short-term learning allows us to maneuver, right? Long-term learning allows us to survive, okay? Right, so, mate, oh, there's so much to talk about in this stuff. Uh, after, a, after a lengthy career in what we've done, I'm literally just scratching the surface on the, on the way to think about this. I'm going to give you one more taster before I go because I love it. It's... A lot of people complain in business about time. Okay, we just don't have enough hours in the day. There's not enough time to do it. Okay, um, but we all have the same time. The sun comes up, the sun set, the clock goes around. You know, 24 hours minus sleep time. We all get the same time. Okay, so your ability to manage, manipulate, and move, maneuver your time is is what we need to be able to do. And in the military, we call that tempo. Okay, tempo. So I want to change your your language and get, think about time's not my problem, but my lack of tempo in the business. And I'm going to give you a taster on three tips to drive tempo into your business. Number one, straight out of the Homer Simpson School of Leadership, you can get your team to work harder and faster to finish the task. Crack the whip. Come on, lads. You know, flog them a bit harder. Okay, you can get tempo by driving your team harder okay it's not very long before you're going to hit the law of diminishing returns and there's not really any leverage out of it okay particularly when we want to create you know a great workplace for people the second form of driving tempo into a business is speed of task transition how quickly your organization can move from task a across to task b across to task c and I'll give you a really simple analogy. A request for a quote comes in. You take a day to issue it to the guy or girl who's going to do the quote. Then they go out and do the quote. So that's task A. Doing the quote is task B. 
that quote then sits on the front seat of the ute for a day or two or three till they get back to the office. And then task C, somebody builds the proposal. Then they get it back to the client uh, and present that proposal to them. That's task D. So straight away, we've created about a week of time in that particular process there. Speed of task transition really wants to analyze the time in between these actions. So can we get that quote request and get it on out to somebody that day? And can we get the quote done that day and then electronically transferred back to the office immediately? And then can we get somebody to put the quote up and potentially get it back to the client the same day that the tradie was out there doing the actual inspection? So speed of task transition, particularly in trade and quote and proposal-based businesses, is critical for tempo. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that you're getting your proposals, your processes are fast enough that you're getting your proposals and following up with your clients before your competitors have even submitted theirs. So a really basic way to look at tempo is speed of task transition and removing the wait time out of the process. The wait time is the time between the, the actions that occur. The third but most powerful part of tempo in any business, and this is straight out of the military mindset 101, is speed of decision making. And it's, it's going to be a common theme that we talk about is how do we empower our teams to make decisions. So for me as a business owner, the last thing I want is people trying to get in touch with me to make some decision that they could do it themselves. Not only does it detract from my time and the things that I need to do, but we are losing the advantage and we are losing initiative. Okay, Speed of decision making is critical. Not only does it help reduce the cycle time and get more ability to do more jobs in the year, but it creates a better experience for our customers and it empowers your team members to do a better job. Okay, so one of the things we really want to explore in this series of Military Mindset for Business is how do we create tempo through speed of decision making. So heaps to talk about, heaps of great people to talk to, heaps of great concepts to go through. Um, what I'd love to share with you as a result of this process is some very clear defined experience and, and data-based uh, events that you can apply into your business. Um, you don't have to look at the military as this sort of mystical beast of you know, unknown how they actually get those things done because there's some really common threads. Like the language we use is a little bit different. You know, we're also you know, relying on a thousand years, thousands of years of learning, but we can take this learning and we can directly and simply and practically, practically apply it into your business. Now, right, so that's it for my introduction. Um, welcome to Military Mindset for Business. Um, I hope to see you around. You know, obviously with all good podcasts, you need to like this. You need to subscribe to it wherever you're watching, whether it be on you know, your favorite podcast provider or YouTube. Um, so stick around. We've got lots to share. We've got lots to, um, we've got to learn about together. If you're watching this in the top right-hand corner, there's a little QR code. You can jump in and connect with us at uh, Trust the Process. And all of this information will be in the show notes. Thanks, everybody. Military mindset for business is achievable. 
you're going to be applying these principles into your business tomorrow. Take care all.